Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hello and welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Reagan, and it is the Wednesday episode of the show. I'm here with John. And we didn't do a show on Monday, but since then, basketball season has started. Or since our last show, basketball season started. Uh... Do you want to start there, and then we'll move into some NFL? Sounds good. Uh, So, what did you think of day one of basketball? And we watched a few of those games. What did you think of those? Yeah, I think the first game was good, the the Celtics versus the 76ers. We saw a lot of the stuff that we come to expect from the Celtics. Very fast-paced basketball, running up and down the court. A lot of good passing, driving inside, and then kicking it back out to one of the open open. Shooters and usually that was Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum or Al Horford, wide open on the wing that could knock down any shot that they wanted to. There was some miss at the beginning of the game, but I liked the energy that we were seeing. And then the defense, they double teamed Joel Embiid really well. James Harden kind of just farmed um, shooting fouls, having multiple uh, instances of of the defender jumping too close to Harden, Harden selling it, and you know getting a free uh, three free throws, which ended up helping them because. Harden hadn't been shooting the ball that great uh, from three without that, but they sent him to the line a ton, and then finally that started to wear off a little bit, which is when things started to turn around for him. But I think overall this the Celtics team is going to be really good. Uh, We saw them make some of the most tough shots in basketball. Uh, Jason Tatum did that. Brogdon did that. And so that was also a really big positive. A lot of pickpockets of Joel Embiid, like I mentioned, and and just started dominating. And I think that's going to be a huge positive for them going down this stretch. There's a ton of basketball games. So going too big on one or going hitting, hating a team too much for a bad first game is usually not the best thing to do. But when you come off the a playoff performance going that deep and going to the finals, playing the Warriors, losing, coming back and playing the way they did. I think silenced a lot of the haters on Jalen Brown, uh, some of the haters that were around Jason Tatum saying that he wasn't a, an elite player or anything like that. I think they proved that they definitely have what it takes to win a lot of basketball games. And so I think if you really look at this, Celtics team has always been a really good defensive team, but they also hit a lot of three-pointers. And I think the way they played – against the 76ers team and one of the harder teams to play and they did a really good job on it the one they need to clean up is fouls they fouled a ton in that first quarter first half get sending the 76 to the line which kept him into the game uh too much you gotta not foul you gotta make sure you're playing disciplined basketball but that's something that we've really seen from them over the last few seasons is a lot of fouls they just struggle in that in that front they foul a lot. We saw that a little bit in, in, during the final as well, where guys were having to sit for extended periods of time because they didn't want them to foul out of the game, which ended up putting them in pretty deep holes. So that's kind of what I saw from the what, from the Celtics, and I think they're really going to grow and they're going to keep working. I think the guys that they added, Blake Griffin as well, he played really well and wrestled a, a lot of balls away from from the 76ers, getting, getting the play going again. Another thing I really like about this team is their relentless nature to get rebounds. They jump up, they get the ball, they smack it out of, def- out of the 76ers' hands, getting the ball, hustling, everything that you would expect from a good team. On the other side of that, the Warriors played the Lakers in one of the most forgettable basketball games that we'll probably see all season. Not as far as the Warriors are concerned, because I don't think you need to touch on them at all. But as far as the Lakers are concerned, it was the most disappointing thing I've ever seen. It was 
literally the Lakers missed wide open threes with a guy not even in front of them. Like all the way in the paint, they missed the three wide open. I think they were like one for 15 from three at one point in the game. That did not improve. That that actually got worse. Um, free throws were kind of their friend, but even that wasn't dropping all the time for them. They went through huge dry spells of just absolutely zero points. Uh, dry spells of terrible defense. And then they pick up a little bit, but then they majorly fall off and they go down huge. Even when LeBron James is on the court, he was also struggling and shooting the ball very poorly. At the start of the game, his first five shots, he was one for four um, to begin. So that's not what you want from your team that that you're building. Obviously, it's a first-year head coach, new system, but that's the only excuse you can really give this Lakers team. They should have gotten better. With Russell Westbrook and 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 uh, Patrick Beverly on the squad and and the guys uh, Walker, they also signed Walker. So they've got new guys on this basketball team, but they played just pitifully. I mean, you can't miss the shots you are missing, and the times when they played good defense and the times they were hitting the shots, they were pretty close with this Warriors team. The only problem was the Warriors are hitting most of their three point shots and just drilling them, drilling them, drilling them, and getting through these really hot spurts that we've come accustomed to with this Warriors team. Or played really good defense. The time that they played really well is when they didn't play small ball. They used Russell Westbrook. They used Anthony Davis. And they used LeBron James as their starting three guys. And when all three of those guys on the court, Anthony Davis did a lot of good for them. And LeBron James, uh, as far as defense is concerned. But overall, it was just... I was watching and I was just like, when are the Warriors going to fully pull away? Because the Warriors were the better squad. Now, there were times when they both looked just as bad as the other, missing shots, doing absolutely nothing, and that kept the Lakers in the game at the beginning. But then eventually they just kind of pulled away and there was really no looking back. And, you know, there's those little dips in the Lakers' offense were, were bad for them. And I don't think this Lakers team is in a position to make any sort of push for playoff contention. I know it's really, really, really early in the season, and it'd be it's kind of weird to say that, but you can't play the way you're playing like that and continue and you know there's all that controversy right now with Russell Westbrook wanting to leave and you know he's playing as a starting or the second unit guy and he doesn't really like that and and Anthony Davis can't stay healthy and they're really relying on their backup guys to to make plays the problem is they haven't really been doing so to make those plays and now you're kind of in this situation where you're out with the Lakers now is it all bad no because if you tank enough then you can get um, the kid everyone's talking about out of France that apparently will make your franchise $500 million more rich if you get him. So maybe you could just get into a situation where you try to tank, maybe get your, another name in the lottery ticket and, and try to build around that. But if you play the way you're playing again, that coach isn't going to last long. One. Two, that team is not going to last long, and that's going to be a situation where you're, you're going to see a lot of guys leave. And three, this is diminishing LeBron James's reputation. Maybe not only by himself, but if you're playing – like that, and you're one of the best, and you want to consider yourself the greatest of all time, and, and you're trying to make a legacy for yourself, you can't, you got to be the leader that turns this ship around and says, okay, guys, we play like crap. Let's go back out there and dominate and prove that that was just a, a, a blip on the screen, if you will. But if they do not do that, and they don't come back a lot stronger and had a lot more of their shots, the wide open shots, things are going to get worse for them. The thing I don't like about this team, and we saw it a couple years ago, Actually, I think it was last year where, you know, the Celtics just kind of or not the Celtics it was the Celtics. I think a little bit than the Suns. You saw different teams play them. But whenever they tried to drive inside and, and tried to dunk with Anthony Davis, there was always a guy that if you were able to put a guy on a guy 
and meet him at the summit, he's always able to come to, up there and make a play and dominate and stop him. And so really at this point, you know, I think the Celtics game was a lot more fun to watch, uh, I think. And then the Warriors game was probably really fun for the Warriors fans, but terrible for everyone else watching it. Uh, so I think after the first night of basketball, and there's some basketball on right now as well uh, for for day two, but day one, I think the highlight was the first game. Yeah, and this is something that we've seen the Lakers struggle with for the past few years. Like you were saying, they can't seem to get everything together, even though they've got what they would consider like a superstar roster. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do down the stretch. Let's talk about some NFL news and something that was really interesting to me. Um, so Mac Jones goes down. And you can correct me, but I think it was when the Patriots were... They hadn't won a game with Mac Jones when he went down. Is that correct? I think they have won a game at that point. Was it they were like one and two? Uh, they were they were bad. They were just playing bad. I can't remember so the exact word, but... So then this kid comes in, Bailey Zapp, right? Z- Bailey Zappy, yes. Zappy, okay. So he comes in, and I think he... he so he has a better record than Mac Jones. Yeah, he's 2-0 and right now. And I just was looking at that and reading an article that says, like, with Belichick... I don't think, you know, no quarterback is safe, especially when they're this early. And we've been seeing Mac Jones struggle early on, even in during like the like the training camp. And this kid, if he's winning, do you think that Belichick's going to pull him out while he's on a streak? Well, I think probably. I I don't think you're going to, you know, keep him down. I I heard some news that Mac Jones is saying that he's healthy enough to play now and, and he's trying to fight back and Belichick's basically saying, you know, I trust him. Uh, that he's that he's telling the truth about his ankle and not just doing this for his job, um, so we'll see kind of who's going to be playing. I, I don't I don't think they've made a full report on that yet. It's possible, but I'll look and, sh- and post some yeah, sports if they have. But like you said, Zappy is two and zero when playing. Uh, the team is three and three, so I think they had one win with Matt Jones before the season before they brought uh, brought in uh, Zappy after the injury. But this speaks, you know, a lot of. Okay, so, you know, you can look at this season, but you can back up even further. And I think backing up further is helpful. What are you doing when you have Mac Jones, who is only like his second year? Why are you drafting a rookie quarterback in a draft when you already have a guy that's still in his rookie year, still hasn't proved everything he wants to prove? What's with drafting him? Then you back up even further, and you remember Drew Bledsoe getting knocked out of a game. He was really good. Here comes Tom Brady, the nobody. Right. Yeah, Tom Brady is now you know the goat, the greatest of all time, and yeah. no one will ever catch him. So then you look at all that history, and then you go to now, and all of a sudden the buzz is all around you know Zappy and you know Matt Jones, and and where is this all going? And when the the draft happened, I talked to you about. It. I said, what are they doing? Why 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 would they draft a yeah. guy when they when they already have a guy? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. So then you kind of look at it, and now. You know, he's 2-0. Matt Jones has been struggling, hasn't really got anything going. They're the same team that they've been playing with. They're not like one got better than the other. The running game is obviously, you know, really good. And for fantasy, I finally picked up the guy I needed. But with with this situation that they're in, uh, with Belichick, it's always felt like it's those situations of, you know, not necessarily talent, but dependability. Yeah, and it's, um, it's who's going to win the games. And why would you pull out this kid when he's on the street? Right, so at this point... You know, I don't think you're going to get an answer uh, this season unless Mac Jones goes out for an extended period of time. Then you probably get an answer. But if Mac Jones starts to struggle, I don't think there's any hesitation to be like, okay, you know, take Mac Jones out. Let's put Zappy in and, and, and maybe never even look back. So, I mean, what does it say 
uh, about Matt Jones's you know future if they go on from him and they and they pick another guy uh, Zappy or or someone else Brian Hoyer I don't know I mean the fact that Zappy's even playing right now is huge for him because he was the third in line Matt Jones had to go down then Brian Hoyer had to go down then he gets to come on in and now he's been playing really well now if Matt Jones comes back and actually his ankle wasn't healed enough and he gets re-injured that's going to give bad standing with with the team everything's already going sideways Matt Jones didn't like the fact that Josh McDaniel Daniel I think that's right Josh McDaniel left and went to the Raiders they didn't like the fact that they brought in two you guys that weren't even offensive-minded uh, coordinators to come replace him, and now they just kind of now they're just kind of getting rid of him, and and, and just kind of not and he doesn't like the way they treated him, and they don't like the way he, he he's playing. Kind of feel like the the inevitability is that this is going to go into a situation where they're kind of going to the eventual split, possibly. Now, if Matt Jones is able to play decent enough and win football games and stay healthy. You get into that situation because it's not like Matt Jones has been playing terrible. The first full season, he got into the playoffs, lost the Buffalo Bills. No, but it's respectable. About, about this season though, and he hasn't been good this season. Right, but I think there's also something to say about who who is around him and and who and who's playing for him. But that's the thing, him. like this this kid Bailey Zappy, like he's playing good within the system that Belichick's got right now. Right, exactly. And he's able to understand it to some degree to win games, and if he can do that, and Jones can't then I don't see, especially from Belichick's perspective, where he just wants to win. He doesn't care about all the politics and all that crap. He just wants to win games. Right. So I don't see why he doesn't play him again. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, this week. Yeah, you I actually think that we're going to see him on Sunday. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think you, if you have a good player, you don't rush him back in. But there's obviously something in the back of the minds of Belichick, of, uh, of Kraft, these guys, the, the owners, like the GMs, that were willing to make a move as Zappy because they were afraid that he was going to get picked up by someone else. Meaning they liked something they saw. We saw him on the football field. He's been playing good, right? He ha- has had good success throwing the football and making plays. So they saw something they liked. They made a move at it. The history will show. Belichick's still there. Everyone's talking about it as far as New England's camp is concerned. So, I mean, this this next game will probably, if Matt Jones is healthy and they choose not to put him in, that's, yeah, that's you know trending a lot. a lot to that yeah. direction. But if they if he is healthy and he does play, there's still a ton to watch out for. Yeah, you know any sort of injury, any sort of kink in his gameplay, any sort of rushing the football, any sort of losses in that are being strung together. You kind of think it's also going to go in yep. that direction. So yep. you know maybe if you own Matt Jones in fantasy and you're a fantasy owner, you know maybe keep him and Zappy. You know keep both of them have them both and and just in case you and just in case one goes and the other one stays and all that is considered but i think at this point it's kind of a coin toss who will be belichick's quarterback but as we know with tom brady anything can happen overnight yep. because belichick is not exactly loyal yeah yeah definitely but right. at the same time as well i forgot to mention this you probably saw it on sunday but he is now the second winningest coach behind uh shula uh regular season and playoffs Wow, that's a nice stat stat to have. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like, all right, I just need to keep winning so I can get it. (laughs) All right, let's talk about the Panthers and things are breaking down. I feel like a lot of stuff's happened, and we saw like the coach, head coach just got fired. Robbie Anderson broke down on the field, and the coach threw him out of the game, which I don't think I've ever seen like ever where the coach throws their player out of the game. Um, 
And then they're now saying that they're going to be possibly, or they're open to trading Christian McCaffrey. So Plus they traded Robbie Anderson. That's right, yeah. And then they traded him. That's right. I forgot about that. So, so are they like, is this where, you know, like GMs maybe thinking we're going to head towards a rebuild soon and they don't really care what happens this season? Yeah, at this point. I mean, you fired your head coach, right? You still owe him, um, I think, like $40 million? Over the next few years, Oof. because you signed a huge deal, so now you're just kind of cutting your losses. You know, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold are now no, sorry, Sam Darnold came off the injured reserve list today. So I posted it on MES Sports, so you could see it there. Uh, and then Sam Darnold or um, Baker Mayfield is now on the injured reserve list. Both guys are hitting the free agency market after this season, so you're gonna lose both your co- uh, quarterbacks. All you have left is. Eason and PJ Walker. Those are your two guys after they leave. So now you're going to probably draft a quarterback in this year's draft. If you can get a low enough stock, you can pick up a good quarterback. Bryce Young obviously is going to be in that in that situation. So now you're just kind of heading that direction. Then if you get rid of, you know, um, Chris McCaffrey, now you're in automatic full rebuild mode. If you're trading Chris McCaffrey, like a lot of GMs around the league are saying he's not worth the first round pick. Uh, or multiple first-round picks. You're probably going to get a first, or you'll get a couple, a second, and a third, or something like that. You're not going to get what you want for him. So at that point, just keep him. Because, yes, he hasn't been able to remain healthy, and, yes, he hasn't been on the field. But when he is on the field, he's productive. He's a good player. He's just being used all wrong because he can't find a quarterback that can keep you in the game for more than five seconds at a time. So now you you got to look at a new quarterback. If this guy that is, you know, the head coach right now is able to win football games. Obviously, he lost last week against the Rams. The Rams are a hard team to beat, period. Uh, but especially in the situation that they're in. So then you're kind of in that situation. So everything's just kind of in a in a very bad situation if you're the uh, if you're the the Panthers. Uh, you're obviously going to need a new quarterback. You're going to need a new running back because clearly you don't have trust in Christian McCaffrey anymore. You're going to need some new wide receivers because you just got rid of your wide receiver and your other wide receivers aren't doing that great a job. You're going to need need a new head coach and you're already going to spend forty million dollars on a guy that's not even there anymore. So now your money's tied up. Your coach is needed and you need a bunch of position players. So yeah, this is going to be a terrible time to be a Cleve- or a, uh, a a a Panther fan. So unfortunately, that's the situation we find ourselves in. Luckily, you got yep. a few draft choices in exchange for Robbie Anderson. That's always a positive. Uh, but at the same time, I don't understand the logic of draft. I mean, Hollywood Brown's obviously going to be out for multiple weeks because of a foot injury. You bring in Robbie Anderson, but Robbie Anderson hasn't been great the last few seasons. I said that on Sneaky Good because I researched a lot of his numbers, and not all that impressive. Things are not going to get better with Kyler Murray because I think Kyler Murray is not a great uh, quarterback. You know that if you've been watching or listening to this show for any extended period of time. I think they're you know in a terrible situation. But at the same time, you know, it just kind of is what it is and, and it's going to have to figure it out and work your way around it. Every team goes through this at some point. Uh, it just depends on how well you brace for a situation like this. And the, and the Panthers have not braced well. So now it's going to be really the draft and, and free agency to build up a team that's in desperate need of a rebuild. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to see anything good from the Panthers to at least next season. And it could be even more. Oh, it's going to be that down a while. So very long while. All right. Well, that concludes this episode of the MES Sports Podcast. Good talking sports with you. We'll yeah. be back on Friday with hopefully some more stunning basketball news. And um, we'll be looking forward to Sunday Sunday night football. Also I'm tomorrow. Gonna ignore, you some... I'm just going to ignore Thursday No, no, you night got football. Thursday night football. You can't ignore Thursday night football. <laughs> it's the Saints versus the Cardinals 
Mm. If I had to pick, I'm going to go with the Saints because I don't think Kyler Murray is yeah. always cracked up to be. Now he gets Hopkins, Hopkins, Hopkins back. Good grief. Well, we'll Speak. have to see what happens <laughs> with that because that was a good match. He's always been really good. I mean, he he bails, you know, Kyler Murray out nine times out of ten. It's, yeah. it's just what he does because he's got ginormous hands uh, that are like baseball mitts, literally, in size. Uh, so he's always a good player to have. But, you know, I'm going with Saints. I don't know who's the quarterback, but I imagine it's going to be uh, – Imagine it could be Andy Dalton. You get hopefully get some wide receivers back because last week he had zero wide receivers. And then defensively just contain him. He'll fall backwards, sack him, or pick it off because he'll just launch it up there. And and that will be that. Alright. Cool. Well we'll talk to you guys on the front. See ya. God bless.